Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Plus 3 Podcast of Nerdiness. I'm Evan. I'm Derek. And I'm Ryan. And we are here to bring you all things nerdy. So we're back from winter break. It's uh, been a little bit, but we're here and we're excited to record this podcast. Uh, We're going to do our favorites from the year of 2019, and since it's the end of the decade, we're also going to throw in some bonus picks for our favorite uh, book, movie, TV show, game of the whole decade so i'm really excited i had a lot of fun doing this episode last year and i'm excited to do it again this year so before we go into our updates and all that stuff uh, i will say one thing we we have all seen the rise of skywalker and we'll talk about a little bit in our updates and maybe just give like initial reactions but we're not going to dive deep into it and there will be no spoilers in this episode we are going to dedicate a whole episode to that and it will probably be the next one so um keep an eye out for that if you haven't seen it yet check it out before that episode and uh, we'll talk about it then so anyway with that said let's go ahead and get into our updates so ryan why don't you start us off what have you been up to since the last pod Uh, what i've been up to um my parents bought a new house so i've been helping them move for most of winter break which i was the reason why we didn't really get to record before christmas so you guys can all blame me um, (laughs) i know i heard all about it um so no, that's been most of my time. My parents do, are doing it backwards. They bought a bigger house as they got older, which makes zero sense. But, you know, whatever. It's not my money. It's theirs. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, but I have watched Rise of Skywalker twice in theater. Um, I loved most of it, um, and it got better on rewatch. Um, and I would say it's probably second or third favorite of the new movies of, since Disney took over. I don't know quite how I'm going to iron that out yet. I haven't had a chance to really marinate in how I feel about the movie. So we'll get there. Um, Sea of Thieves. I'm getting so close to becoming a pirate legend. And for those of you that don't know, becoming a pirate legend is getting ranked 50 or higher in different factions, in in three different factions. Um, And there's, I think, five or six, if I remember correctly. And I am so close. So, so close. I can't wait. I put in a lot of time in 2019 to becoming a pirate legend, and I'm very excited. My completion quest has been well documented here uh, for Red Dead Redemption 2 has been non-existent with the aforementioned moving. I have had little time (laughs) to play play games and continue my completion quest. Um, I have watched and finished The Mandalorian which has been amazing, but we decided collectively to not go into any spoilers, so that's all I'm going to say for fear of mentioning a spoiler. Um, And then Champions of Midgard, uh, my secret Santa, listened to this podcast and was maybe a member of this podcast and bought me the insert that puts that game and all of the expansions into one nice, neat, tidy little box. So thank you to my secret Santa. Um, it, was, it was Evan. It was me. Oh, it was it was Evan. In case yeah. everyone was wondering, did you um, did you have a chance to put it together yet? I did put it together. Oh, nice. Um, I guess I saw that picture. So, I guess I could go slide over there and was get it. it was it a fine. was it a gluing based one or a hobby hammer based one? 
um, like hobby hammer. I mean, I could have glued it if I really want to, but it was a pretty... So the way they did it, like, you know how, like, they have, like, the little, like, not dovetails, but they're, like, little grooves that, like, fit together, like, so. Mm-hmm. Well, they had, like, extra notches on each side. So, like, if it was too tight, you could break off, like, a tiny little, like, 32nd of an inch slice to make it fit better. I like that. So you didn't really need any glue. It was a pretty nice set. I don't know Chiffon why, but it, like, from it, Ukraine. Yeah. it freaks me out when you have to glue the insert because I'm always worried I'm going to mess it up. Uh, oh, I'm really glad I didn't because yeah. I definitely would have messed up one piece. I, I had so them I had flipped to do upside that. down. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that with the Gloomhaven one and it went fine. But I think I even mentioned on the podcast the thing that's that I messed up with glue was worse, and that's that I messed up Iron Man for my Crisis Protocol set. I just feed all that. Oh, no! Yeah, so. Gluing is scary. That's yeah, the moral. It is scary. That gluing is terrifying. It's so permanent. True. I mean, once it sets, you're done. Done. You're done so. So uh, I think we have Evan's going to be leading our news, so I'll check in with Evan. Uh, what right. do you have for your updates? Well, I also saw Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it was good. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes so hard right now. Yeah. I mean, I really liked it when I watched it and I came out of the movie theater just pretty happy and and I liked it. I I don't know. We'll talk about it more next next time, but And then he went to the internet. Well, no, well yeah, but <laughs> it's more I just I had a time to think about the whole trilogy as a whole and how I feel about the whole thing and I don't know. I would it's probably it is my favorite of the the sequel trilogy. I'll say that like for sure. It was good, but yeah, easily. So anyway, we will talk about that more next time. That's going to be a, a good one. But moving on, <laughs> I got a few games for a Christmas. Feisty one. It might be feisty. I don't know. Uh, as feisty as we get here, anyway. Um, so I got a few games for Christmas. I got Wingspan from my parents. I got Funkoverse, um, and I got Pokemon Sword. So uh, I got a chance to play all three of those. Uh, I'll start with the board games, which would be Wingspan and Funkoverse. I won't go into these too much because we have a lot to talk about, but um, we've talked about Wingspan at length. I'm not going to say anything more about it, but I'm just very glad I got it. Um, I actually found out that my my mom got me that and Parks on the same day. She was at some random game store in Iowa City when we visited up there, and so my wife was with, and she's like, oh, I've heard these two are good, and got them both. So my mom did very good on gifts this year. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then uh, Funkoverse, I got the... Um, I actually got a, the two-person Batman set, which is Robin. Or no, no, sorry, it's not Batman. Wow, I'm tired. Uh, it's Harry <laughs> Potter. I got the two-person Harry Potter set, which is um, uh, Ron and, and Draco Malfoy, and I got those for Christmas. And then I played a game with that, and I was like, ah, I need more characters, so I went and bought the four-character pack as well. And it's a lot more fun with three, three on three, because um, they come with like, if you get a two-person pack, you can still play. And they have, like, little placeholder figure. They're not figures. They're just, like, tokens that you use as characters. But they don't have as many abilities and stuff, so it's just a lot more fun to have three actual characters. So uh, I, I really liked it. I would like to play it again, and I feel like it'd be a really good intro to miniatures games. So I know I have a lot of friends that I try to get to play my miniatures games with me, and they're like, yeah, that's that's just too much. And so maybe this is a good intro. And I, I'm, I get it. They're pretty usually pretty mm-hmm. heavy, so... Um, yeah, I really want to try this. I really want to try Funkoverse. I, I haven't taken the plunge yet because I like Harry Potter, but Evan and I have talked at length, like we're holding out for Ninja Turtles or 
maybe a Marvel themed one. I, I don't know. <laughs> Lord of the Rings would be cool. Yeah. Lord of the Rings would be great. That'd that would probably get me into uh, it. You know, I, I, I really I think it's probably a great game and I want to play it and I like Harry Potter, but I don't know. Unless I see this on clearance for like 10, 15 bucks, maybe I would nag it then. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It, it's fun. I, I did enjoy I it. I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could have got a chance to try it uh, over New Year's, but it didn't work out. So moving on then, I got to play a bunch of board games, um, including some that have been on my list for a long time. So I finally got to play Root, which I have been wanting to play for a very, very long time. Was it great? It was really good, yeah. I I really so, want to play. Yeah, I played a three-person game, and I was the birds, what are the, the Eerie Dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. My brother-in-law was the uh, the Woodland Alliance, and then his wife was the the cats. And, um, yeah, that was, it was really good. I, I ended up winning pretty decisively, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's always fun. And yeah, I had a good time with that. And then, uh, moving on, I played great Western trail. Which, this is the one I'm mad about. God, yeah. I want to play this game. I've wanted to play this game for years. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. I really liked it. I'd like to play it again sometime. Uh, we played with my wife and brother-in-law and his wife. And it took a while. I mean, it took a while to explain the rules and play and everything. I think we were up to like one that night. Um, but we all, especially towards the end, once it kind of clicked for us, we were all really enjoying it. And uh, it ended up being a pretty close game at the end. So that was fun. Uh, I got to play Star Wars Destiny for the first time. Uh, that was also really fun. Mm-hmm. I got destroyed every time that I played, but uh, I still had a really good time. Um I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to invest in some more cards or if I want to try to work with what I got. Like I built some decks and took them with me because um, I couldn't take the whole collection. I was traveling, but I I had two decks and after I I did this all without playing. I'd read the rules, but I'd never played. And after I played, I realized all the many mistakes that I made in deck building. So um, I I want to try again and and try a few more. I'm, I'm going to try to play that a little bit more with my brother-in-law on Tabletop Simulator. They have a really good mod for it, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm very tempted to jump into this game. I it sounds so cool, mm-hmm. but again, it's like like who am I going to play it with? And I don't know if I love the idea of playing it on Tabletop Simulator because I think for me the allure is the dice, and to not have that tactile like dice in front of me, I I don't know. I feel like it might lose a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. I want to try it. All I know about the dice is that they will eventually ruin your day. <laughs> that's, but, I mean, that's any dice. That's, yeah, that's I know. Any, any dice. I know. All right. Um, moving on, I played a game called Blue Lagoon, which I had never heard of before. My brother-in-law had it. Uh, and it was really fun. It's like a... I don't even know how you describe it. Mm. Kind of like a... Like there's some area control type elements and stuff like that. I heard like it's that. mean. Isn't it mean? It, it can be, it yeah. yeah. F- yeah. Okay, so, so you know how when we were playing Carcassonne on... <clears throat> Uh, uh, online and like the first few times you play it's like yeah we're just kind of doing our own thing and then the last few times we played we we're just like out to get each it other it's very aggressive yeah i think it would get this way because the first time that my brother-in-law and i played well the one time that we played it was like we were kind of doing our own thing and then towards the end i started to see like oh i could really mess with with him or actually he did it to me more than i did it to him but um anyway like i was like okay the next time i play this I think I could really, really mess with somebody. And I think it would just turn into that kind of escalation type of thing. But uh, I still liked it. It was really fun. 
it's got like this two phase system where like you play the whole game and then it does like a soft reset where some of your stuff stays on the board but most of it goes away and then you basically play the game again with a few modified rules um so it makes it really interesting hmm. kind of like brass in that aspect a little bit yeah that's yeah that's a good age. comparison mm, yeah wish i would know what it's like to play that one <laughs> well we'll get there people are available yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh, um all right then i played pandemic <laughs> the cure which is a pandemic dice game and it's like a real-time game it was pretty fun uh it gets pretty hectic but i did enjoy it uh i played just one which won uh i believe it won spiel de jaris or you say that uh this past year and it's it was really fun it's a good party game we played with um i played with my wife and a couple of her brothers and their wives as well so we had six of us and it was it was a good time um then finally I was able to meet up with Derek over New Year's and the two of us got together and played with our wives and Derek's sister played Encore and Draft Source, which we've talked about and I'm sure Derek will talk about as well. So I will move on from that. But yeah, I got to play a lot of games over the break and I was pretty happy with that. Um, finally, I got into VR. I, I did it. I talked about it last <laughs> podcast, I think. And yeah, I, I bought an Oculus Quest and then later i have upgraded my my graphics card so i could do oculus link and so far it's been a really good time i know the oculus quest has been a hit whenever we've gone somewhere like i had it with me all throughout winter break and we played it everywhere we went and everybody liked it um beat saber is a great game for that i really enjoy that i've been getting into modding it a little bit so i got some custom songs and beat saber um then the oculus link has been really cool too i played some skyrim in vr which has been really fun. And I also played a, a newer game called Boneworks, which is like a really, I don't know, physics-heavy type of game. And it can get kind of disorienting because you're like moving around in the virtual world, would, but not yeah, in real I life. I, I got motion sick the first time I played it. I got to <laughs> ease my way into it. But I don't. I haven't done much of with it yet, so I don't even know what the story is or anything because I was getting motion sick, but I'm excited to, to continue in that. So, uh, yeah, I've been having a really good time with my Oculus Quest. So that is about it for me. So I'm going to throw it over to Derek. Okay. Well, first of all, I went and saw Rise of Skywalker. And unsurprisingly, I loved it. And I think uh, I liked it the most out of all three of us. So probably no surprise there to our listeners. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great. I would say I'd probably rank it number one of the, the new trilogy. And with no spoilers, we will uh, dive in to that the next time. Uh, along those no spoilers line, I also finished season one of The Mandalorian. And this just, it, this was the best episode of the season. And mm-hmm. that's <clears throat> all I'm going to say about that. But it was directed by Taika Waititi who is one of my favorite people on the planet and he deserves an Emmy for it. And it's, we're very well set up for season two. That's Mm -hmm. yes. Very mysterious. But if you haven't finished the Mandalorian or if you haven't even started it, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, Go check it out. Go watch the whole season. And season two is what? August, September, 2020. I think it's, it's fall this year. It's, it's like not that far off. Yeah, which when I first heard that, I was like, man, that's a long time away. But when you think about it, 
It's not. No, really. It's not bad at all. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. I got to play Encore and Draftosaurus on New Year's Eve, like Evan had mentioned. Uh, we had a lot of fun with those. Uh, it's funny every time I teach my sister a new game. My sister's living with us for a few months, and every time I teach my sister a new game, she absolutely loves it. But then that's all she wants to play. And then <laughs> I say, I say, Demi, let's learn a new game. And she is very, very hesitant to learn new games. But as soon as she finally like breaks down and learns a new game, then she loves it, and that's all she wants to play. So we had taught her Encore. And so now she only wants to play Encore and she has the app on her phone and she's been playing Encore nonstop. Uh, kind of the same thing happened with like Splendor was the first game, first like hobby game that I ever introduced her to. And then it was just constant Splendor. So now we have we've created a, an Encore monster. Yeah, but watch out. I remember when she was really into Splendor. <laughs> yeah. People, you and <laughs> she came to visit our house a few times. Yeah. And she played, she, that's all she wanted to do. Yeah, yeah that's even coming to our house. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was all splendid. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told her, I was like, if you could just like relax and try to learn some rules, I would turn you into the biggest gamer ever because she loves every single game that I teach her. But, you know, got to break down those barriers. 2020, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> all right. Well, for Christmas, uh, I got Marvel Crisis Protocol along with a whole slew of paints and painting supplies. So, I can't really wait to start painting. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm a little intimidated by the gluing, as we talked about earlier and Evan has alluded to. But I'm pumped to jump in, and now it's just going to be a a question of finding the time to do it. So hopefully by our our wrap-up show for 2020, I will have uh, at least maybe cap painted. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Hopefully quicker than that, but yeah, I'm I'm pumped to get started. Just don't start then, the assembly with Captain Marvel. She's the first one in the book, but she's not the first one you should do because her arms are so small. You got to get kind of used to it. <laughs> she got tiny arms. <laughs> she does. <Okay. laughs> what do you recommend starting with, Evan? Uh, Red Skull's pretty easy. Um, who else? Crossbones wasn't bad. Zemo's not bad. Uh, Cap's not bad. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. I've, to be honest, I'm gonna start with probably the villains because I don't care as much about the villains. So if I mess them up, I'm gonna be less upset. I would but, say just in general, they're easier too. Oh, okay. And then you'll get good by the time you put Cap together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'll be a good plan. Uh, I also got. Um, I haven't had time to play any of them, but for Christmas, I did get <clears throat> games from various uh, people. So I got I got Wingspan, Arboretum, Jaws the board game that one's from Ryan, uh, Gaunt's Shown Clever or That's So Clever. Uh, my wife got me The Emergence of Shy Pluto, which is the first space base expansion. So I'm excited to start that. That one sounds really fun. And she also got me Marvel Champions LCG. Oh, so I yeah, so I really really want to get that one to the table. So I got a lot of games to play. And I also got an awesome gift for my wife to help with that. So it's a what's called the 100 game challenge, and it is a tracker for that. So it's a wooden board that she got that's all laser cut, and it has 10 like dry erase slots on the left hand side that you write all the different games that you want to play. And it has little meeples 
next to each of those games that move along this track. So you can track and, and, uh, and accomplish all the games you want to get in for the year. So I'm pretty excited uh, to get started with that. We're, we're going to pick our games uh, probably this weekend and get those written down and hopefully play way more games. That is, that is the goal because it's been lacking lately. Life gets in the way. It's been a little busy, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, we're going to get those games to the table. So, oh, and one last thing. I, it wouldn't be an update if I didn't talk about a Kickstarter that I backed. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I talked about this in the last episode. I think this was too recent. But I backed 5-Minute Mystery, which if anybody's ever heard of 5-Minute Dungeon, um, it is from the same uh, people that made that. So fi- in 5-Minute Dungeon, it's a real-time game that you're trying to defeat all these monsters. Uh, but it's just there's chaos and you have a 5-minute timer to do it. So five minute mystery is also co-op, but it's going to be like a, a whodunit. You're solving a mystery in five minutes. Um, so using different clues on the cards, you're going to find which item was used and who, which murderer ha- or which um, suspects have those items. And there's even a little codex that comes with it that will have different colors and symbols that you spin to try to unlock the mystery. And so it's a co-op game. And uh, it sounds pretty cool. And uh, because I backed their last project, I actually got upgraded to the like deluxe edition for free, which was pretty neat. So, yeah, I like that uh, little brand loyalty there for return backers. So five minute mystery. So I'll let you guys know. Uh, I think that one's coming in the fall, I think, is their delivery date on that. So I'll probably get it and talk about it and be excited. And then it won't see the table for a long time because that's my life right now. <laughs> put it on the put it on the list put it on the list i'll put it on the game tracker we'll there get it in mm-hmm. yeah all right well those are my updates evan you want to take us through some news sure so there's not a ton of news news this time uh we i don't know that's mostly on me i holidays and stuff so we do have some though so we'll go through it. we got some star wars news to start us off um this is some very exciting news it Clone Wars Season exciting. 7 has a release date, and it's soon. So, uh, Clone Wars Season 7 will be coming to Disney Plus in February. And there's an exact date, but it looks like I forgot February to write it 17th. Thank you. February, February 17th. 17th. All right. Uh, it will be 12 episodes long. And they haven't announced yet, at least to my knowledge. Maybe you guys have seen something, but I haven't seen anywhere if they're going to do the Netflix all at once model or if they'll do the Mandalorian maybe like weekly or something. Um, I haven't seen anything yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did like scheduled release. Yeah, I would assume I, they will too. That looks to be the model with Disney Plus, just in general which, across the board, is the which release makes schedule. sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I get it. I'm ready to consume this the second it comes out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I have three years uh, of Disney Plus, so I don't really care how they do it. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll care, maybe I'll care more. <laughs> Right. 2022 but yeah um so anyway yeah i'm really excited about that they we've talked about it before they put out a trailer quite a while ago and we talked about it when that dropped but uh yeah I, it's gonna be great such a good i need show. more ahsoka in my life ahsoka is one of my favorite characters and yeah, she is it's gonna be She's really great. interesting to see what they do with it too because oh, they're gonna oh, supposedly lead up to right when return or sorry uh, Revenge of the Sith happens, and I wonder if they'll even go past it because, like, I'd be really curious to see what Ahsoka's up to, like, during. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw three. I saw some speculation that it was going to go past, like, yeah, 
like to order 66 i really hope it does and And, then they can like lead into some other things they said that they they might explore more of like of order 66 and show some more of that yeah Um, yeah Hmm. that would be rough well and with some of the things that they've done with like the troopers and stuff it could be really interesting like with the clones like it could be interesting what they do with order 66 yeah I have to watch some of the last season again or something, I think, to refresh yeah. myself. Because they had, like... It's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. They had that story mm-hmm. arc about the the one clone that went rogue or whatever, and... Yeah. It's... Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so Clone Wars. Well, all the three of us are very excited about it. I'm sure you'll hear more about that in the future. Uh, moving on. This is just a rumor, but I just saw online... I don't know how true it is. There's a rumor that Star Wars Rebels is going to be getting a sequel, which would also be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the three of us all have seen all of Rebels and love that, and it kind of does leave off on a cliffhanger, right? So it would yeah. be really and interesting. The, to the see confidence that. I have in this rumor is that I want to believe it. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they would do. It'd be weird to be a sequel, or it would be like additional seasons, or what? I don't. I don't know. I. This is all speculation at this point. I but... feel like it could almost be a spinoff based on like a couple characters. That's true. It very easily could. Ooh. Like they could just continue mm-hmm. the story with no spoilers or anything. But yeah, I mean, Rebels has been out forever. But still, like they could do a spinoff, which I would really like. Yeah. Well, and, and trying to avoid spoilers, I guess too. But there were there was some um, speculation online that season two of the Mandalorian could involve a couple characters from Rebels. But Ooh. I think I would rather see it go. I would rather see the Rebels characters go in this direction with a with a new series. I think rather yeah. than trying to tie it in to the Mandalorian. But I agree. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I mean, I'd be down for both, honestly. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll. Whatever, whatever Favreau yeah, wants to I would do, also I'm, take I'm here for it. So, yeah. Filoni and Favreau, Star Wars has never been in better hands. So, mm-hmm. right. Yep. All right. Well, that's the Star Wars news. And then the only other piece of news that we have for this time is that Kaman, formerly known as Simon, has announced a new game called Marvel United. So, Marvel United is going to be a miniature game that is set in the Marvel Universe. And you might be like I was when I read that, thinking, what? We already have a Marvel's game, miniature game, in Crisis Protocol. <clears throat> well, this is going to be a little bit different. First of all, the style is completely different. Uh, the miniatures in this are going to be kind of like a Japanese chibi style. And uh, second of all... <laughs> yeah, I was just I was waiting for that. Uh, <laughs> and they look pretty cool. They, they have some pictures. They have like a little... Um, I don't know, 30 some second preview up for, for this game. And the miniatures do look cool. I'm not a huge fan of that style, but I do like these. So, um, think about how much fun those chibis would be to paint, Evan. I see. I don't know. I almost would rather paint It'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be like painting your, it'd almost be like painting your own pop figures. Yeah. And that's what worries me a little bit, but I don't know. I guess it'd be fine. Uh, but then also, this isn't from what I can tell, and based on other command games, I don't. This isn't going to be like a collectibles miniatures game, like like Crisis Protocol is. It's like you buy the game and it has the miniatures in it, and then I'm sure they'll have expansions and stuff. But uh, it's so, you know, it's a board game, okay. not like a miniatures game. Okay, I can walk. I can walk us through this. So okay. I'm already I'm already excited and mad about this Kickstarter because it's going to be pricey, yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Kaman is notorious for putting out a huge game with tons of minis, right? Their Kickstarters are top-notch, and you get so much stuff. 
But for a completionist like me, it sucks because then halfway through the campaign, they're like, oh, and here's an optional buy. And so, yeah, maybe the pledge level is $100, but if you want to get all the optional buys and all the things, it ends up being in the $150 to $200 range, and that's just a little excessive. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm a little nervous about this. I have to go in with the mindset that, yes, I'm probably going to get this game, but I can't go all in. Um, Also, come on, uh, does a really good job of supporting their games long term. So this game you'll see expansions or updates for this game for a long time i mean look at zombicide i know it sold really well but they still release new content for zombicide and and new you know new expansions and packs and stuff so i think um i'm i'm tentatively excited about this uh, about this situation we'll see what the price point looks like yeah so you mentioned kickstarter this is going to be on kickstarter they haven't given an exact date yeah, but they said early this year, so I would expect the next couple of months. And this, um, yeah, this will be their next Kickstarter, so yeah. it should be coming right down the pipe. Yep, it's a um, little bit more information, I guess. It's a it's a co-op game, so that's cool, I guess. Uh, and not a whole lot else has been shared about it. So I, yeah. I expect an update in the future of Derek's to include that he has backed this on Kickstarter. Yeah, you can. That is you my can mark, expectation. You can, you can pen me in for that right now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, barring. I don't know. I mean, I barring if, if terrible they, like reviews. Well, well, I, not not that. Or just because, news. I just meant barring a like a, a backing price of like over a hundred. That's where I uh, take a second. What about one twenty? They have to put a lot in this game. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where I'm at. Start yeah. saving now. All right. Well, that is our news. Oh, I got one more piece down here. We might have even talked about this last time, but I'll just throw this out there really quick. It's old, but it's been a while since we've done a podcast. Uh, There was a Black Widow trailer. I don't think we talked about that last time, so we've all had a chance to see it. Looks cool. Uh, Very excited. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. It's going to be all about Taskmaster. I am so excited. Yep. David Harbour. Yeah. It's going to be great. So that comes out in March, I believe. And uh, yeah, pretty excited about that. It's been a while since we've had a Marvel movie. This is like mm-hmm. the biggest gap since their early like, Ever. phase one. Yeah. Yeah. And ScarJo just killing it. So I'm ready mm-hmm. for She's it. She's crushing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is all the news that we have. So now we're going to move on into our discussion. So uh, Derek, did you want to lead us into that? Yeah, let's do it. So our discussion this, uh, this pod is going to be our favorite TV show, movie, book, video game, and tabletop game of the year, 2019. Now, we tried to limit ourselves to media that was released in 2019, but that wasn't always possible. So if our our selections uh, lie a little bit outside of that, <laughs> it's okay. Or a, so lot, of a lot more outside or, the box. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we did our best. It, it was at least, if it didn't release in 2019, it was something that we consumed in 2019. Right. Fact. Um, so, and then we will also be throwing in our uh, favorites of the decade. And uh, yeah, so we're going to start it off with TV show and we're going to hop over to Evan uh, to, uh, to do his favorite TV show of the year. Well, I think we can probably just, talk about this as a group because surprise mm-hmm. surprise it's unanimous the mandalorian 
is the best yeah. show of the year. And and I'm it, not even saying that as an opinion. That's question. just fact. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about this a little bit already in the pod, but uh, and several episodes too. But I mean, it's just it's it's exactly what we were looking for in a Star Wars show. It lived up to the hype, and then some. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. The production quality is is top notch for a show. The all the stories have been good. I personally love the style. I love that they had a few episodes that set up and did some world building, and then they had some kind of more one off stuff, and it felt a little bit like that serialized western feel. And, and then they brought it like back. Firefly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they brought it back in a big way to tie into that story arc, and they did that amazingly. So for me, it's it's no question. Nothing's even close. So I will let you guys take it from there. So, I mean, I don't know if this, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, but I mean, I don't know if this is something that I'm just kind of weird about sometimes, but did you guys enjoy the fact that there was no lightsabers? Like it was just a star Wars story without Jedi or spoiler I alert. I liked that. Yeah. Or like dark side yeah. for yeah. Caesars. I thought it was great. Like it, it was everything I'd ever wanted in an expanded star Wars universe story. Yeah. I love Jedi. I love the force. It's really cool, but I also but just like, like the Star Wars. Mandalorians are also really freaking cool. Yeah, I like blasters and starships and stuff like that. Uh-huh. There's plenty of that. So and there was a lot of ships. There was a lot of blasters. Mm-hmm. And for great. and for anybody out there who hasn't seen it or you know doesn't want to do Disney Plus, all the episodes are released now. So what I suggest doing is paying seven ninety nine for and a month, getting, getting a subscription for a month mm-hmm. and watching this show. That's yep. that's the price of a movie, and mm-hmm. you will get. Mm-hmm. just as much if not more enjoyment out of the what uh eight hours eight episodes. eight yeah uh, eight episodes so like yeah. six hours Rough. five five hours yeah. of uh of oh i guess yeah there's what 45 here. minutes yeah if for, that, yeah. for eight dollars um highly recommend it and yeah you you got to check this show out it's so good mm-hmm. all right well that was mine for the year now for my pick of the decade I went back and forth. I, there's a few. Uh, I think we could say that for all of our decade picks. I mean, a decade's a long mm-hmm. time. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a golden age of TV right now. But anyway, I went with Better Call Saul. And I don't think we've talked about that much on the pod. It doesn't necessarily fit our typical subject matter, but it is a fantastic show. Uh, if you like Breaking Bad, I would say, like, I know a ton of people love Breaking Bad. I know I, w- I like this better than Breaking Bad. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's the prequel to Breaking Bad. It it um, explores the character of Saul Goodman, and who's like just one of the best characters in television. And it's a really just interesting, almost like an origin story of Saul Goodman. And uh, there, there's a lot of it, it. Kind of shows his transformation into being somebody that that is trying to do the right thing and try to be a good lawyer into the person that he becomes in Breaking Bad, which is a very sleazy lawyer. So. I, I've loved it so far. I'm really, really anxiously awaiting uh, for when I can watch season four. Season four came out like a year or a year and a half ago, but it hasn't been on Netflix yet. And I don't have AMC, so I haven't, just haven't bothered finding other means to watch it. Um, season five comes out next month, I think. So that means that season four should be on Netflix pretty soon. So I'm getting really excited for that. So uh, again, that's Breaking Bad. Or sorry, that's Better Call Saul, the <laughs> prequel to Breaking Bad. Uh, and I highly recommend it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, Derek, you want to give us your pick for the decade? Yeah. So my pick is the show that has brought me the most joy and laughs and just the best characters 
um, of any show ever. This is my favorite show of all time, and this is Parks and Recreation. Um, I I really don't know what to say about this show. I know both of you guys really enjoy it as well. Yeah. It, it just... Uh, every every single time I watch... I've, I've watched through the, the series at least seven, eight times, um, and that's start to finish. That's not including one-off episodes. And every time I watch it, I just catch new things that just make me belly laugh, you know, that you, you never realized. And it has just brought me so many hours of just pure happiness and and enjoyment and i i highly recommend you checking it out it is on netflix currently eventually it will be switching to nbc's streaming service the peacock in april i think that releases yeah yeah boy Uh, netflix is going to be dead to me after stranger things releases yep yep but yeah check out parks and rec uh the season one i will say is kind of hard to get into it really hits its stride midway through season two and then just kills it just slaughters it it's so good i would say everything after i would say season three and beyond i would say it's one of my favorite shows but the first two seasons are rough because of one specific character they tried to emulate jim Halpert from the office well the too whole much and yeah and he, he was just such a douche and they tried him really hard to make him cool and he just wasn't cool yeah so it was I think it's the, tough but the whole problem with season one is that it's basically an office knockoff i would yes. i mean yeah and then they kind of they find their niche a little oh bit. yeah oh yeah by the end it's nothing like it but it, it it's one of my top probably i don't know like top three comedies of all time i'd say so yeah, yeah. very good all right, Ryan, what do you have for your show of the decade? My show of the decade is Stranger Things. Um, I can't, well, I, mean, I just really like it. It's just such a great show. I mean, it's a show about friendship. It's a show about loyalty. It's a show about love, about sacrifice. It's got everything you could ever want. There's humor. It's I mean, a show about the 80s. It's a show about the 80s, too. I mean, to top it all off, I mean, it's got everything you could ever want, and it's got the world's greatest babysitter and Steve that's ever existed peak mom is him he's mom of the mom of the 80s in my book taking after those taking care of those little kids i had the office down and derek was going to give me a ton of crap because steve carell wasn't even in an episode in this decade and he is wrong per imdb no he he was i said no 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 that's not what Mm -hmm. you said evan back me up on this no Come into the middle of this. I said two thirds of the episodes set in this decade did not include Steve Carell, and that is why your pick of The Office would well, have been incorrect for this way. decade. It's a good thing Evan hasn't been recording this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's not. I changed my mind. There's a lot of shows like Evan said that we could all pick. Yeah, for sure. The Office, Parks and Rec, Game of um, Thrones. I mean, Game of Thrones seasons one through six, five. <laughs> Five. I mean, I still enjoyed six. There was enough source material there that they didn't really go off the tracks yet. Yeah. Um, and there's there's several others. I mean, Good Place is another great show that I personally enjoy a lot. I don't know if I'd put it as best of the decade, but it's still just another great show. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in peak TV right now. Peak TV. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our favorite movie of the year. And uh, we almost had... Um, uh we almost had a uh a uh well i i won't spoil anything right uh ryan tell us uh, what your movie of the year is my movie of the year is rise of skywalker i almost 
I almost picked yours and Evans, but I just, in the end, for me, I just like Star Wars a lot more than, I shouldn't say a lot, but I am more of a Star Wars fan than I am a, a Marvel Comics fan. So I picked Rise of Skywalker because I really, truly enjoyed the movie. So it was my movie of the year. And there's maybe a little recency bias there. I'm sure if I watched your guys' top movie of the year, I'd probably pick that. But that's All fine. right. Well, Evan, what was your top movie of the year? My top movie of the year was Avengers Endgame. And I, we talked at length about that in the past. I will just kind of reiterate what I said. It tied up the whole, I mean, that mm-hmm. whole saga, I guess, of the MCU very nicely. Uh, time travel issues aside, I still really enjoyed it. It had some, there's, there's some issues. There are, but I, it had some of the coolest scenes ever. I, I know Derek, Derek will probably go into that a little bit more. His favorite um, scene in a movie ever, I think, yeah. is what his exact quote is. Yeah. So that is possibly yeah Mm, i don't think there's a qualifier there (laughs) so yeah end game that's that's it for me and derek since since i kind of gave away what it was why don't you go ahead yeah well thanks i was going to be the deciding vote but you already uh (laughs) well is anyone surprised i actually had a really tough um decision uh to be quite honest i really enjoyed rise of skywalker and i thought about putting it as my movie of the year but as as you guys kind of alluded the the scene where Cap finally says Avengers Assemble is one of my favorite scenes in a movie of all time. I kind of like lost it. Like I like fangirled myself like almost out of my seat when it happened. Um, it just the culmination of everything that they had built in the Marvel franchise and building up to that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a mm-hmm. fantastic wrap up to uh to the MCU's, I mean, that phase of the MCU. I mean, we're looking at a whole new landscape now. Um, yep. And I thought it was a really good, um, really nice bow on top. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Avengers Endgame is my movie of the year. My movie of the decade, unsurprisingly, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not it's not it's not my movie of the year. Uh, my movie of the decade is Avengers Infinity War, uh, which I felt had a lot of gravity to it. Um, I thought, I thought it just, it was a fantastic film and I thought that there were real, it felt like there were real stakes. Um, And then, you know, the, the twist at the end, I, I mean, it was just, it was really well done. And I thought um, overall it was probably a better film than Endgame was. Um, It maybe didn't have those, you know, fangirl moments, but uh I thought it was a really good movie and, and that is, and there, there were tons of movies this decade that I could have put up there, but oh man, I went, I went with uh, infinity war. All right, Evan, what was mm. your movie of the decade? All right. Well, infinity war was definitely one of my choices, although I thought about it and I think if I were to have picked a Marvel movie, it actually would have been winter soldier. Uh, mostly just because of the staying power. I'm right there with yeah, that. Yeah, because like I love Infinity War. If I had to, if we revisit our Marvel rankings, which would be interesting to do. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Look who a, comes crawling back. I'd have a tough time <laughs> between uh, Winter Soldier and Infinity War, but partially because of that, and partially for other reasons, I just threw Marvel out and decided I wasn't going to pick Marvel for my for my movie. So I went with uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. And I've said it before, and I will say it again, even after the latest one came out, Solo is the best Star Wars movie that's come out in our lifetime. So anything that's not the original trilogy, 
It's my favorite. How many how many rewatches is it going to take to get to the top of your Star Wars list forever? Solo? It'll never yeah. pass the original trilogy. Oh, okay. Okay. No. It is interesting because I, really I really enjoy Solo, but you are in the minority. Um, I know of, I am. I mean, a lot of people did not care for Solo. I think a lot of people had a bias going in. I think they were still on I the hate train Evan from did. Last Jedi. Yeah. Evan had the bias going Which is so through. funny that he just absolutely <laughs> It's so good. Solo. It just fills in all the holes. It's I, so good. I don't know if I told I don't know if I told this story on the pod, but we were uh, getting ready to go to your Evan's sister's wedding out in California and Solo was coming out at the same time that we were gonna be together. And my wife asked me, she goes, do you want to try to see Solo with Evan out in California? And Evan had been so negative about this movie in the lead up. I said, no, I never want to watch a Star Wars movie with him because he's so negative. He won't let me enjoy it. And then he absolutely loved Solo. So I wish I wish we had seen it together. But uh, oh, I would always yeah. let you enjoy it. <laughs> oh, man. So, OK, oh, man. well, so yeah. Evan's movie is Solo. Ryan. What is your movie of the decade? Um, I picked a Marvel movie, but not a Disney Marvel movie. Um, I picked Into the Spider-Verse, which I will contend is a... uh, Okay, it's not one of the best. It's not the best comic book movie ever made, but I would say it's a top three comic book movie ever made. Um, Second to maybe like Winter Soldier and um, Batman Begins. It's bold. I loved it. I could have... I could have picked so many movies, though. I, I, I had a really hard time deciding. I had a question mark up until the point we basically started recording. Yeah. I looked at a, a decade listicle, um, and then I saw, like, other movies. I saw, <laughs> like, Skyfall, I personally love. I know you guys aren't too, like, excited about that. Yeah, but, like, Inception good. is a great movie. Yeah. Freaking love it. I didn't know it came out. 2010, yeah. This, this, yeah, in this decade until I saw it on the list, and then it made my decision even harder. Yeah, but I mean, and then it's like Infinity War. I mean, Endgame's great. Uh, Solo is great. Rogue One is my favorite of the new Star Wars, so that was on the list for me too. But I just really liked Into the Spider Verse. It was amazing, and I just didn't expect it to be so good. I think that was the shock for me. All right. Well, those were our movies of the year and decade. Now we are going to move on to books. So um, my book of the year uh, was um, a little uh, historical fiction uh, titled Cersei, and it revolves around um, the characters involved in the Iliad and the Odyssey. So Cersei was the witch that was briefly mentioned in the Odyssey who turned Odysseus and his crew into pigs. (laughs) And so the book centers around Cersei and talks about how she came to be on the island. And I know that I know that Greek mythology is already fiction, um, but to take such known fiction and and write another layer of fiction onto it, I thought was really cool. Um, So, you know, she she took a lot of liberties in this book, um, adding just. I don't know. It was just really cool. If you're into Greek mythology at all, it's been um, on my list to read. Yeah, for a while. it's it's fun. I mean, because all the characters in it, you know, from mythology. I mean, she's dealing, she's dealing with the Hydra. She's dealing with, or, or you know, Scylla, the Hydra, mm-hmm. and and she's dealing with um, the Titans and the and the the pantheon gods. Like it's it's fun. Um, it's a fun read, and uh, yeah, check it out. That is Circe. Um, 
my should I do my book of the decade or will you guys want to do yeah, your Yeah, let's do your right. book of the decade. Right. Well, my book of the decade is A Darker Shade of Magic uh, mm. by mm-hmm. is it V.E. Schwab? V.E. Schwab, yep. Yeah. So this is one that Ryan introduced me to and I think I've talked about it on the sh- on the pod before. Uh, but it's set in an alternate London where there where magic exists and there are multiple like realms that you can cross over into um and uh it's just a lot of fun uh the main character is a magician who can cross over into these different realms and he brings messages from the different rulers to across the worlds and chaos ensues and a great evil has to be thwarted and it's a lot of fun so that Mm -hmm. is a darker shade of magic all right evan Tell us what your book of the year was. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> the reason for the laughter, there's there's an asterisk over my book of the year and book of the decade category for two different reasons. Number one, my book of the year, I didn't read any books that came out this year. I read like four books total this year. I was pretty bad about it. Um, so if I had to pick a favorite, it would be Lord of the Rings Return of the King. And I've talked about it on the pod. The reason we're laughing is because I'm doing a book of 2019 for a book that came out, what, I don't know, in the 50s, 40s, whatever it came out in. Yeah, it came out a while ago. (laughs) Yeah, so, yes. At least 50 years ago. Yes, I know, I'm late. Yes, I know most of you have read it or have chosen not to read it at this point. But I really enjoyed it. It was awesome. I've seen the movie a thousand times. I liked the book more than the movie because it was able to dive more into things and the whole like kind of epilogues part of the book was amazing. And I, that's all there is to say about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to try to do a little bit better with reading this year. Although I don't know, I I never really read books that came out the year. Like, I don't know that I'm going to read a book that's published in 2020. I have a lot of books I want to read. So anyway, that's another subject, but that's Return of the sure King. That's problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a great book. So, all right. So then, my book of a, of the decade. I kind of struggled with this too because, again, I actually didn't even read a lot of books that were published in this decade. Uh, so I chose A Dance with, with Dragons, which is the fifth book in the Song of Ice and Fire, aka Game of Thrones series. Uh, but the asterisk there is that this is actually my least favorite book in that series. I enjoy all four of the other ones better. Um, I thought this one got kind of convoluted in the end, but that said, I still really liked it. It's still one of my favorite series. Um, and I did read all five of those books in this past decade. So I really enjoyed reading those and I'm excited for if and when I'll ever get to read the sixth one. I was just going to say, Evan, you want to hear a good joke? You can yeah. read winds of winter in 2020. Huh? Yeah. Then you can read a 2020 book. Yeah. yeah well, it's going to be out in 2020. Yeah. I mean, no bitterness there, folks. Maybe it'll make my best of the 2020s decade if it comes maybe. out. Maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> it won't. Uh, we'll see. I'll spoil it now. Finish the books, George. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not to take away from the fact that they are very good books. So if you haven't read the books, you should check them out. All right. Uh, Ryan, why don't you give us your books? Yeah. My book of the year is a book called The Anomaly. I think I've maybe mentioned this on the pod earlier this summer. Um, but kind of in a nutshell, it's it's kind of a, a, a mo- modern, I mean, Indiana Jones didn't come out that long ago, but it's kind of an, a take on Indiana Jones series. That's kind of what I would equate the story to. Someone's trying, not treasure hunting, but they're kind of mystery hunting. Um, he has like, uh, it's it follows a character that I would 
mm, basically call like a YouTube personality, kind of, in the sense that they like search out mysteries and different things. And so it's just following them on a journey through these, like what ends up being like ancient mysteries. And it's really a great book. And I found out after I finished and I added it to my Goodreads that I think it's going to be part of a series. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the next part of their files or whatever I think they're calling the series um, come out. And my book of the decade, I also don't think was released in this decade. I don't think. I'd have to look. I think it was late last decade. Um, it was first part of the first Law series. So I've read most of that. I'm in the process of finishing the third book now um, by Joe Abercrombie and myself and Derek have gone into that somewhat at length on the pod but i really enjoyed that i would say that's probably my favorite book or books of the decade darker shade of magic also was one that i read that i really uh enjoyed that i would put as a book of the decade all right those are our books we are moving on to video games so evan let's hear your game of the year which also happens to be my game of the year sure does (laughs) Well, this one for me is pretty recent, and actually I barely played this in 2019. I've played it more in 2020, but it came out in 2019, so it counts. Uh, That is Pokemon Sword. I got this for Christmas. I've been playing it pretty regularly since then, like quite a bit, and I love it. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. I, I played the first three generations of Pokemon way back when and then took a huge break without playing much in between, except for maybe like a nostalgia trip where I'd play one of the old ones again. But I didn't play any of the newer games until Let's Go uh, Eevee came out last year. And I played that quite a bit, and I liked it, but I I didn't really love it. And now this one came out, and I had been hearing all the noise about how it wasn't as good and blah, blah, blah. But I still asked for it and got it for Christmas and booted it up somewhat hesitantly. And was just pre- pleasantly surprised. Like I love it. I there's there's so many things they've done to make it. Um, I don't know, just a more fun experience. Like when I was nine, I didn't mind grinding for. I didn't mind going out and catching all the Pokemon and doing all the battles and stuff like that, because I had time to do it and it's just whatever. It was fun. But now I don't like to do that anymore. But they've made so many things like so much faster for that. Like when you catch Pokemon, you get experience nowadays, which should have always been the case. Mm-hmm. Or if you, they automatically have all of your Pokemon have like the experience all thing, which I used to hate, but now I love it because I don't have to like put in a bad Pokemon and then switch them out for my good Pokemon to kill something and then get the, the XP that way. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many like quality of life things that are so good. And then it's just got like that classic Pokemon charm. So I love it. I'm excited to continue with it. I've only gotten one badge so far, so I'm going to keep moving here and uh, having a lot of fun. Uh, I I echo all I echo all of those thoughts about uh, Pokemon Sword. I really like the Galar region. I think it's fun. Oh, I like yeah. the the British theming on everything. And funny enough, Evan, uh, you've probably played it more than I have at this point. Um, I really love this game, but I just haven't had the time to play it. But it's it's fantastic. I can. I mean, I I love Pokemon, and uh, this is a great Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. All right. I, sorry, I'll let you get to your game of the decade now. Oh, sure. Yeah, sorry. I was going to throw it to you since we had the same one. So, All right. Uh, yeah, uh, game of the decade then. So for me, it's a pretty obvious choice, the one I've spent most the most time in, and probably I think it's my most played game of all time now, and that would be Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to say about this. I When I first saw it, I thought it looked amazing. The concept is so simple, soccer with cars, but it's just so fun. And... 
uh, I don't know. I mean, it was one of those things where the my gameplay, you know, you kind of take a journey as you play it where when you first play, like everything's just kind of silly and all the goals are accidental and it's ridiculous and hilarious. And then you actually start to get decent at the game and you can make some good shots and like, oh, I was actually trying to hit the ball in this way and place it in the goal in this in this particular way. And then it feels pretty good to do that. Like you feel like you've gained some skill and you can play in a competitive way, but then it's still fun sometimes. Like they have a few modes to go back and you can just be silly. And like, I can't count, count how many times we've had us together with some other friends and just like had crazy nights where people are making crazy shots and yelling. And, um, I just, I love it. It's a great game and Mm -hmm. it is my game of the decade. So, uh, with that then, since we haven't heard Ryan's game of the year, let's go ahead and, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell us what that is? My game of the year, don't look at the publish or release date, but it was definitely June of 2018. (laughs) Um, but it's Sea of Thieves. I've played this game probably the most of any game in 2019 um another friend of ours jointly um we've been playing quite a bit he is a pirate legend so i am striving to be that so that way we can kind of do some of those quests together i'm getting close like i said i'm about five miles away the friend that's a pirate legend he lives his regular life as a pirate legend that's true yeah he truly does i mean he i mean if he was born a few centuries ago he would have been an actual pirate (laughs) There's no question in my mind. <laughs> and that's a compliment in the best. It, it is. It is a, a <laughs> in the highest order. That is a compliment. He lives his life by a code. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say that would be my game of the year. I've had a lot of fun playing it, exploring the different islands and different things throughout the sea. And hopefully someday unlocking that tiny little corner of the map that they have locked for me since I'm not a pirate legend. So yeah. someday I'll get there. That was my number two, I would say. Yeah. It's a great game. Yep. So, Ryan, do you want to do your game of the decade Oh, absolutely. My game of the decade is the same as Evan's. It's Rocket League. Oh, yeah. It's also... It's probably the game I've played most. Um, Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Skyrim, I did play quite a bit. I played a lot of Skyrim, which... That was this decade, too. Which I could probably include as a game of the decade, but I the second half of the decade that play, gameplay has really dropped off for me, and I yeah I don't see my Rocket League gameplay dropping off anytime this decade either so far. So, um, but I I just I to, I would just be repeating everything Evan said. I really like it. All the fun that we've had together as friends um, to watch your skill progress. It's it's been a ride, uh, Derek. I think you're the only one left with the game of the decade. Yeah. So my game of the decade is Overwatch, um, as I'm sure you guys are not surprised about. Mm -hmm. Um, When a game can hold my attention and be my go-to game for Mm -hmm. over three years, that, I mean, I, I, I mean, it's probably probably just my personality the reason i can go back to that game over and over again but i mean their player base is still huge and and it's Mm -hmm. such a fantastic game Uh, the team-based shooter um i know when it first came out it was so much fun to have five or six of us on a team at once all playing together i love the healing and tank roles in a shooter i think it makes it makes gameplay interesting rather than just the standard okay just go kill everybody it it's fantastic. The characters are great. They all play very, very differently. And there's a rich lore 
to the world, which I really enjoy as well. Um, Overwatch 2 will be coming out hopefully sometime in the next year, year and a half. Um, we'll see when that happens. But I'm very excited for it. My Overwatch time has dropped off a little bit recently just due to lack of time and lack of interest from from friends, which is fine. But I, given the, given the opportunity, I would still go back to Overwatch again and again. Um, just a fantastic game. So that is my game of the decade. I'll, I'll throw this out there for you. When Overwatch 2 comes out, I would seriously consider playing. Again, I just... Uh, to be honest, everyone got so much better than me, and I just got tired of honestly sucking. Yeah, and it just well, wasn't Overwatch fun. 2, the only reason that's, that's what I mean. Like, so it's the PVE. PvE. Yeah, the PVE. Mm-hmm. I PvE think sounds it's really, really fun. cool. Yeah. yeah, the PvP part of it, like, is just and most PvP games really aren't for me. I mean, Sea of Thieves technically is, but I mean, you can avoid people. That's not the main conflict. And same with, I mean, Rocket League is more of a game of technicality, I would say, than PvP. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, finally, we're going to move on to our last uh, category, which is tabletop game. So, Evan, why don't you give us our your tabletop game of the year? All right. Well, for me, it's another one that came out fairly recently, but one that I've loved so far, and that is Marvel Crisis Protocol. So I think a lot of this just comes from where I'm at right now in my, my gaming. I've recently gotten into or in my hobbying i guess i've recently gotten into uh, miniatures uh so this was like came along at the perfect time for me and and i think derek <laughs> would probably say the same where it's like i i want to get into painting miniatures but i don't know what to paint oh here's a game of one of your favorite things ever why don't you paint that okay so um <laughs> yeah and, and and to top it all off the gameplay is fantastic i know neither of you have gotten a chance to play yet i wish we could have fixed that over christmas but uh, we'll get there. We'll get it. We'll get some games in, but the game team gameplay truly is uh, very fun. It's very thematic. Uh, it, I, I, I love it. They they just released. I I don't think we talked about this because I think it was after the last pod. They released for like Christmas a free supplement, I guess, uh, game mode where it's a two two v one, and the one is controlling Ultron, and it's like a super beefy version of Ultron. And then the other two build kind of their normal squads. And then there's rules for like Ultron wins if he kills so many civilians or if he activates his doomsday machine and the, the heroes really one. Fun. Yeah. It, I watched some gameplay and it looks really cool. I'm hoping to get a I chance want to, to play be it Ultron. He's, he's so good. bad. Like his abilities are really good. Um, so I'm really excited to see where AMG takes it. There's all kinds of new characters coming out and mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping this one stays around for a while. There's a little bit of a community forming here. So uh, hopefully I, I have an event tentatively scheduled for this Saturday actually. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but I, so far I love it. It's that crisis protocol. Uh, so do you guys want me to do my decade one as well? Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's right. do it. Well, kind of going back to a similar metric for most time slash money spent, uh, for <laughs> me, this decade is going to be, and I, I got to say, before I say this, like this decade for me, and I think for all three of us really has been like the decade of tabletop gaming. I didn't do it a ton before this decade. Like mm-hmm. I played Catan a little bit in college, which would have been yeah. the late Catan and take but, it to ride would have been the only games I really played before this decade. Yeah. So for me, this was tough because there's like all the good games that we've talked about throughout all the podcasts was all this decade for me. And sure. Some of them didn't necessarily release this decade, but that's just where the board game industry is at too. Is just, all like a lot of the good ones are have been in the last 10 years mm-hmm. uh, but 
anyway, so all that to say, it was hard for me to pick one, but I had to go with the one that I've spent the most time and effort on, and that would be X-Wing. So I don't get to play this as much as I used to, especially with Crisis Protocol. I I haven't played in months, and I don't see myself playing for a long time just because I don't I don't think there's room for that many miniature schemes. But uh, that said, I still love the game. I still follow the releases and stuff like that, even if I'm not buying as much anymore. And I would still go back to it if given the chance. It's just, for me, the game has gotten to the point where I was kind of on that edge where I could be competitive and like really push into that or just stay casual. And I didn't feel like I had the skill or the time or the just all that to push into that competitive side. So that's why I've fallen off a little bit. But I love it. It's a great game. The second edition of it is is truly just super well balanced really thematic um and i i i love it and i always will so that's game of the decade for me so uh let's move on then ryan why don't you tell us about your game of the year my game of the year was also technically the initial release wasn't 2019 but i mean there was extra sets released in 2019 and that would be keyforge i would say that would be the game i've probably played the most and enjoyed the most in 2019 i played a lot of that with my mentee and i still do um, that would be his favorite game, I would say. We have a lot of fun playing. Have you to continue to my worlds? game of the decade? I know Evan. Was that even a consideration for you? Maybe Keyforge. Yeah. Keyforge. It, well, yeah. Mm, yeah. It was yeah. my game of the year last year. It, so, was it? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. But um, yeah, I was going to ask: Have you gotten any Worlds Collide decks yet? I have one. I have not. I have. I did open it. I didn't get any dinos, and I didn't get. Um, uh, the space cadets. Oh, I sad. Yeah. Hmm. I officially have a dino set now. Yeah. I really want a dino set. And it bugs me. Yeah. And in my head, I can't remember what they are. They're dinos and. <laughs> I the, can't remember what the actual name the of the Grand, faction, Grand Star Alliance and the Sorians. Grand Star Alliance yeah. and thank you, Sorians. Yeah. Um, my game of the decade. It, this was a tough one. I went back and forth between. Um, the game I picked and, and Marvel Legendary from when we first got into board gaming, we oh, had yeah. a, I re- loved playing Marvel Legendary. It was just, you could kind of sit down, relax, I mean, have fun and play against the deck more so than play against each other, which I enjoy because I always get beat by you guys playing games. So that kind of gets tiresome sometimes. <laughs> um, but I really enjoy Viticulture. I would say it's the game I just have the most fun playing. I'd say viticulture while enjoying wine or enjoying oh, yeah. the, the, the products of the viticulture cycle um, is, is my favorite game board game experience of the decade, probably by far. Um, yeah. It's just fun. You can kind of, for me, the drinking a little bit helps tone down the competitive side of me and I don't get too upset losing that way. It's a really good pick. That Solid was probably my, probably my number two. My yeah, number two as well. Nope. Wow! Yeah, a, I love that. It's a so very, good. very good game. It's a very good game. I love it a lot. So, Derek, what do you have? I know this is going to be really tough for you. It is. What's, what's your year and decade? Uh, so, my game of the year, because I was I was trying to go um, with a game that was released in 2019. So, mm-hmm. I went with Wingspan. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic game, fantastic art. The mechanics are so solid. Um, I loved everything about this game. I finally have it. I finally have a physical copy of it. I haven't played it yet, but um, we played this on tabletop simulator or tabletopia quite a bit, yeah. and we did get to play it in person. Um, I love this game. 
Wingspan's great. If you haven't heard about Wingspan, uh, go check it out. It It's an engine builder. The art is gorgeous. I had a conversation with the artist on Instagram. It was really interesting to, uh, to chat her up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just neat. Wingspan. Go check it and, out now. And there's an expansion coming. Oh, and yeah, there's an expansion Ooh. out. Uh, oh, and it's that, out. Okay. That fo- yeah, that focuses on the European birds rather than mm. the North American birds. Now, I will put an asterisk next to Wingspan. If I were picking my favorite game that I played this year rather than came out this year, it would be Everdell for me. Mm. Uh, I really love yeah, Everdell. It's, te- it's technically a 2018 game, but I just had to get a shout out for Everdell in there because uh, that's it has skyrocketed up my favorite games of all time list. So now my game of the decade, which is no surprise, uh, is Scythe. Scythe <laughs> has always been my favorite game um, since, really since I dove deep into the hobby. I was able to snag it at Gen Con the first year I went. And uh, I think it was the first year I went. I yeah, I think that. So. But yeah, you did, yeah. It, uh, it has been one of my favorite game or my it has been my favorite game since then it's it's been really good i've spent a lot of time on that game and i've spent a lot of money blinging it out (laughs) it's one of the i just love it i love everything about it i love the mechanics i love the art and the theme it it's just great it's the the complete package and uh that's my game of the decade is scythe also a solid choice Mm mm-hmm All right. Well, that will do it for our topic. So, Evan, you want to you want to wrap us up? Put a nice little bow on this on this pod. Yeah, I'll do what I can. All right. Well, yeah, there we go. There's our games of 2019 and of the 2010s games slash movies slash shows slash all the above. So hope you enjoyed the list. Uh, We would love to hear some of your favorites and. We will have a link to all of the all of the channels you can reach us as we always do. Um, starting off the new year here, we've we've got our topic picked out for next time with Rise of Skywalker and all things Star Wars. But beyond that, we would love to hear what you guys would love to hear about. So if you have any topic suggestions, just let us know. We're always open to those, and we love to hear them. Uh, we have I do have um, I've talked about this in the past. We have some spoiler channels set up in our Discord. I don't have it set up to be automated yet, but you there's a place you can go to request. Uh, to be entered into a channel so if you want to talk about the mandalorian or you want to talk about rise of skywalker or if you have something else you want me to make we can do that so just let us know we'll have a link to the discord so if you're interested in joining um go ahead we hope enjoy having those discussions and yeah i guess that's that's about all we have for this episode so we are excited for 2020 we're excited to bring you some more content here and yeah we hope you have a good couple weeks and we will catch you next time